I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. I'd love to hear about your journey and what led you to where you are today and why you devote your life to Kabbalah and writing and embracing your inner change junkie nature. Well, it's interesting. There's so many chapters um, on that journey. And I, I remember, you know, a lot of people that I speak to, you know, I get this question or variations of it. Um, were you always interested in spirituality? How old were you when you started to seek that path? And the truth is, I mean, I remember from age three and four having tea parties with God. I remember sitting in my room <laughs> and really feeling safe and secure and grounded. And when I'd leave that world and I'd go in my house and look at members of my family. I remember just like always walking around thinking, I don't really belong here. Like nobody makes sense. Nobody has answers. What's it all about? So from a very young age, I had that gnawing kind of feeling of, you know, there has to be something bigger than this. And, and so I, I just, I always felt somewhat of a lack and I discovered Kabbalah when I was 17 and, uh, and it was the first time it made sense. You know, why are we here? There has to be something more than chasing the things that I saw. I went to Beverly Hills high school you know, a lot of wealth, um, people searching for the best school, then she could get the best car and then the best house and then the family. And I kept thinking that this can't be it. And if this is everything, I'm pretty much done. I really felt very strongly in that way. And then life happens. And, um, and even when I was studying, you know, I developed an eating disorder. It's not like nothing bad per se will ever happen. Life happens. But I then had the tools to understand the meaning and the purpose behind them. But I think ultimately, 
when I became, as they call it, a change junkie, my life changed in profound ways. Um, when I had my second son, I have four children. My second son was born with Down syndrome, and I found out a few hours after he was born. And that really shook my very being. And it made me rethink everything I thought I knew and question um, my beliefs, my values, you know, my belief systems. And, and even though you can be on a spiritual journey, you'd be surprised what you pick up along the way, how you're influenced by other people, what you think that you know, and it turned everything upside down in the best way. And then I rechose a lot of the same things, but understood it from a different perspective. Wow. And your son, I've heard you talk so much about him and that you say that he's not only gifted you, he's not only gifted you greater empathy, but also many insightful life lessons in this incarnation and an opportunity for greater love and expansion. But you say that he reshaped your belief system today. So how did he reshape your belief system? And what are some lessons that you've learned from him that have helped you along your path? Well, he's still teaching me um, every step of the way. (laughs) Every day. Yeah. You know, when he came into the world, again, it was a shock to me. And so there's first that feeling of, when you have a picture of how something will be there and it doesn't turn out like that, there is that time of loss. And I think everybody should give themselves that. I thought that I was growing a healthy child in every way inside of me. And I had a vision of what my life would look like. And, um, and then when I understood his diagnosis, it terrified me quite honestly. And um, I was worried if I would be able to raise a child with such a disability, would I understand him? Could I love him as completely as I did my first child? Um, how would it impact the rest of our lives? And and also I was met with crushing shame, like somehow my body failed me or I deserve this. And those kinds of negative thoughts, that's when it shed light on the beliefs that I had. And I thought, wait a second, you've been studying Kabbalah now at that point for 15 years. Is this really how evolved you are? Like, you, you know, is this really what you believe about yourself? Is this really what you think? Is this how much you love yourself or don't love yourself? So it made me take pause and say, okay, this isn't enough. It's not good enough. Where I'm at is is so small compared to what I could be or who I could become. So it was the first time I was able to open my eyes because you can live, again, a, a, a life where you're even spiritual, right? And you're practicing different modalities every day and you're doing your best to be a sharing person. But unless you also make sure that body, mind, and spirit are all equally aligned, you can find yourself in this situation. And then when things happen in life that you didn't expect, it really makes you fall in such a big way. So that was the big, he was the biggest gift in that sense where (laughs) he made me um, stop everything and become the person that I was destined to become and continue in that way and to never stop and say, okay, I've arrived or, you know, this is who I am now. It's forever changing, right? Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. 
So, hormone harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. With Mother's Day just around the corner, are you thinking about something truly special for your mama. I am. And let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? So here is how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. And these can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And then mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And then guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. You get to preserve her voice and her stories for your family. I mean, imagine you're discovering stories about her youth, her adventures, the challenges that she had to overcome in life, the way that you two connect and relate, and also the way her grandkids will relate to her. I mean, this book becomes a legacy and something that you and your future generations can truly treasure forever. I mean, your mom's given you a lifetime of stories, so this is your chance to give her a way to share them. And not only am I creating one for my mom now for Mother's Day, but for my dad's birthday, as my dad is turning 80 this year, and I like to gift him with sentimental gifts. You know, he's gifted my family and I so many treasured moments. So I wanted to create something for us to collect these memories and for my future kids for them to know my father's voice. So beautiful, sentimental, easy to use. Let me emphasize, easy to use. And you can truly create one for anyone, your mom, your dad, your bestie, maybe even you. (laughs) So check out mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC for 10% off today. That is so big, now I've arrived. And see, people might look at your past life and it's so easy to make a quick judgment like, oh, it's vanilla. She went to Beverly Hills High School. But then when people that come from that background, well, one, we don't know your full story of your childhood and everybody has trauma that they carry. So making that assumption is is very silly especially when you recognize the fact that from that place like how you had how you decided to evolve at 17 like you were so wise to go seek out something that is going to align your body mind and spirit and then of course challenges along the way when you're on your spiritual journey including having your son which actually ended up being the greatest blessing but but that's because you have a certain perspective. You change your perspective or shifted your perspective for the better to see the light in it, which really is the light and the truth in it. So I really, really applaud you for that. That's so beautiful. Thank you. I mean, I also really don't believe that we are meant to suffer. I don't believe in that concept, right? So 
you know, when we get upset about things that happen in life and we think that it's not what has happened, it's our feelings around it, right? So it wasn't that I had a child with Down syndrome, it was how I felt about it. And that's where my free will and my choice came in, right? I had a choice in that moment. I can choose to be a victim and see all the things that he might not ever be, or I can stop and say, okay, who can he be and who can I become in this process? (laughs) And that was the pivotal shift for me. But not everybody does that. And that's why I'm so passionate, again, to your first question about doing this work. Because, again, things in life will happen that we didn't expect, that we didn't want. But there's such a gift in every single experience that we have. Every single one. And to know that life is happening for you. I mean, in that moment, it's really hard to see, especially when you're so emotionally invested and you might have an opaque mind because the emotions are so evolved and you feel so – you almost put your – you can easily shift into this victim uh, mindset, but when you can really transform out of that, because it's so interesting when we look at all the bad things, quote unquote, bad things, not really, but bad things that have happened to us or challenges that we face in our past, we're like, whoa, that was beautiful because it made me this beautiful butterfly I am today. And I love that. I love that you're sharing this with the world. And I love the term change junkie, by the way, which is a great term for those who are living in sadness or living in what you called the almost, which again is brilliant. So what is a change junkie and how can we ourselves not only open our eyes to change, but get excited about changing for the better too? Well, I have to say, you know, again, a a big principle of Kabbalah is all, it's a verb. It's all about change. It's all about transformation. And it's about leaving this world profoundly different than how you came into it. And obviously a more evolved version of yourself. Um, you know, we often teach that you you leave with, you know, what you've come into the world with. You came in with just your soul and you leave with your soul. So it's about really investing in that and your potential and your purpose and in, in the greatness of what you can be. Um, you know, our soul is like a seed. And unless you nurture it or you plant it, you water it, it's not going to grow into its potential, which could be an oak tree, right? So that's really how I look at myself and my evolution. Now, in order to do that, you have to be willing to change. For a seed to become an oak tree, tremendous change and growth happens for that to, for that to actualize, right? So that's my approach with life. But when I came into the world, you know, I'm a Virgo, very type A. I love, you know, a daily planner. I love a pencil with an eraser. <laughs> I mean, I plan months out. I plan my workouts. And I find great comfort in that, I will tell you. However, I don't take any of that too seriously. You equally want to be flexible to change. If it doesn't go your way, trust that there's a better way, that the universe has the best intention for you and be open in that way. So, And once you start to look at life that way, you become addicted to that because that's where true freedom is and that's where happiness really lives. You will be fully happy by living this kind of formula versus collecting things and deriving, which again, that is the feedback we get growing up, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, then you're going to have a good, happy life. And then you see people who have checked all those boxes and they're miserable. Why? (laughs) They stopped asking fundamental questions. What is it that I desire from a soul level? What is my purpose? What is it that I really feel I can do for the world that I have uniquely come into this world to do? Mm. And I realize for those listening uh, that might be scratching their heads because we keep bringing up Kabbalah. They're like, what is Kabbalah? What even is that? You know, they might have heard it in passing, but may you expand on what Kabbalah is and how old it is and also what attracts people to 
Kabbalah? So Kabbalah is an ancient wisdom that explains the complexities of our material and our non-material world. Um, right? There's the 1% reality, 99% reality. There's the five senses, what we hear, see, smell, taste, touch. And we take that very seriously because it's something that's tangible versus, you know, all of the other things that we can't see, but we rely on, like the fact that you and I can, you know, be, you're in Utah and I'm in New York City and here we are speaking and there's different things that are happening to make that possible, right? So it explains how all of that works. Um, And for thousands of years, Kabbalists have taught that every human being is born with the potential for greatness. And Kabbalah is a remarkably effective means for activating that potential. Um, And I think that that's, you know, you asked why people will come and study it. I think it's those searching for more, more of whatever you want to check out, more love, more happiness, more wealth, even um, more fulfillment and, and meaning. Um, And I think that, you know, honestly, Kabbalah is more relevant now than it ever has been because we're living in a time where people are becoming conscious about everything. I mean, people are more conscious today about the food that we eat to the words that come out of our mouths. And I think we're starting to understand what Kabbalists have been teaching for millennia. And that is that the energy we put out into the world and the consciousness we um, find in the challenges dictates our life experiences. And that's that's the formula right there. Isn't it amazing that these old ancient texts and old ancient wisdom are really coming back to surface today for our healing because our world really needs it so much, but we've known it all along. And that's why I really, really appreciate teachings like Kabbalah and those who dedicate their life to teachings like it, like you. And also, what is the Kabbalah Center like? Um, the Kabbalah Center was founded actually by um, Robin Karenberg, my husband's parents. Oh, yeah. He wrote a book on it a long time ago, like 20 years ago as well, right? Yeah. He's he's written a few books and um, mm. his parents have. And they started this in their living room, actually. Wow. And now it's become a worldwide organization all over the world. So what healings may we experience if we visit the center or what have you witnessed? Well, it's interesting. You know, I, I think that in anything, like anything in life, what you hope to to take from it is where, what you're going to get, right? So some people come to the Kabbalah Center and they just want to study Kabbalah as, you know, a science or as an intellectual um, understanding. Other people completely just feel the energy and connect in that way. Other people come for a sense of community and being with like-minded people who are curious about change. So I think your experience will be whatever you're seeking it to be. I'm also really interested in Kabbalah's teachings on reincarnation. (laughs) I'm fascinated with reincarnation. And there's something about five different levels. So what do those levels represent? And what can we be reincarnated into? Like, can we become animals or rocks? <laughs> How deep is your audience? This is like deep, deep. Oh, they're deep. Oh, it's it's never surface level. Yeah, there are five levels of soul um, that connect to different aspects like thought, speech, um, And based on how you act and what you tap into is what your reality looks like to. And yes, we can reincarnate into many things. People sometimes reincarnate lower, right? And others, hopefully the goal is, and that's why we're teaching this wisdom, is that you will learn these things and it will inspire you to act with more kindness, um, with more human dignity. There's a concept called transformative sharing. So it's not just enough to be a being of sharing. But transformative sharing is when you share in a way that's so uncomfortable that some kind of internal change occurs. So, for instance, if I'm a millionaire and, you know, I give one hundred thousand dollars as charity, 
Is that a sharing action? Absolutely. Will that help elevate me in some way? Absolutely. Was that hard for me? Was that a stretch? No. Would I get more growth from, let's say, volunteering 30 hours of my time in one week when that's really uncomfortable for me? Absolutely. So it's those kinds of concepts that um, you would learn. And of course, then that would elevate you to higher, higher levels of consciousness. And then in the next lifetime, you come back in, in a higher way versus if people act in ways that just gratify their ego or their desire to receive for the self alone, or let's say they take it a step further and they actually hurt other people either through, um, you know, character assassination or murder or anything else. Of course, the levels of the soul is damaged and then it goes lower. But a soul is always pure and perfect. It's just that through our actions, we're either revealing more, more of it in the positive way or we're adding on shells and layers to it that conceal its beauty. Mm, wow. So would a rock be considered? Because rocks to me feel so wise and like they've never left this earth. <laughs> and they also feel so pure. And so would that be considered a lower level if someone were to pass and be a rock? It's not that a rock per se is, a, is positive or negative. It's that if a soul is put is stuck, let's say, in an object. So let's say a soul can't speak or have free will or movement or desire. That's my version of hell, right? So that would be, so it's not about the rock, right? It's about the soul. And, um, and, and that's the cycle. Yomi, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop eyesofaspen.com connect with the other your own magic listeners we would love to see more conversations started on the your own magic facebook group so with all that being said thank you so much again for tuning in and i hope you have a magical rest of your day